now we will begin the dance. This is the Brahms dance. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Post Game Returns, the official Game Returns podcast of the books of the show of the George R. R. Martin. I'm your host, Eddie Clazo, and I'm a very soft boy. And with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hi, I'm your zoo enthusiast. Uh, oh. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Hey. It's uh, episode hi. 53. Sure is. <laughs> uh, One, now you have a whole year and more. Wow. Actually, more because there was an episode zero. That's true. And there are not an episodes. Yeah. I feel like we lost... Or no, I guess, yeah, we have 52, 52 currently, and this is the 53rd. We've lost like five or six to the void over the year. True. I mean, they can't actually enjoy those. We can, yeah. in memory. They can enjoy the idea of it. Uh, we had a fucking great jackass goof like six months ago, and I'm still thinking about how nobody can ever hear my best joke. I don't even remember what it was, but me, it was like... Me neither. Anytime we're done with an episode, it's just purged from my mind immediately. Uh-huh. So asking me to remember a goof from six episodes, from six months ago of an unreleased episode, is just not... Oh, fucking, like, every time it's almost time to record an episode, I realize that I don't have a nickname, and I just go listen to, like, the last three to make sure I don't reuse it. Uh-huh. That's very good. Uh, can I... So we don't have to talk about the show yet. Can I tell you about my fun day? Yesterday? Yeah, please. Um, so I'm, I'm in a, a softball league. Uh, just just for fun, casual, not competitive, no playoffs just, or anything. Just for soft boys. Just for just for softball boys. And my team, uh, bad case of the runs, where <laughs> the free agent team. That's so, very good. It, it is very good. So we are just like people who are like, I want to play, and we just got lumped together. And every week we have some type of issue, such as half the team doesn't show up. So uh, yes. that happened yesterday, and it was a doubleheader. So we had to play two games. And I was like, wow, we're going to be destroyed very bad. Uh, the first game we won 24 to 10. And the second game we won by so many runs that the other team gave up in the fifth inning. <laughs> they just walk off the field? They were like, we'll just take the mercy rule, please, because we want to leave now. <laughs> and it was kind of like, this is the game that like every single player was just doing so good on our team. It was almost like someone made a wish on the monkey's paw, like, I want my softball team to win but at the cost that the games would never end. Right. Because at some point we were trying to get out, and their fielders just, like, were diving past balls. You, and, you were you were lobbing them easy ones, and they just refused to catch it. Yeah, like, the um, I was playing catcher because our catcher was out, and I was just talking to the umpire the whole game, which catcher might be my new favorite position because I just get to bullshit with the umpire about oh, how, sure. how terrible baseball is. <laughs> so... He, Have you heard that there are other sports? It's amazing. <laughs> so he would just, like, our guys would be so safe, and he'd just be like, like, out. Like, you're out. Can we please just end this? And I'd just be like, wow, you're right, ump. I saw it from here. It was a good one. <laughs> he's like, he's too fast. It's not fair. I just want this yeah. to end. And I was like, yes, me too. You would just, you would go up to bat, and, like, you tried to not swing, but... Even then, I was like, I'm going to hit a grounder directly at the shortstop. Which mm-hmm. I did. Three people dove. No one got it. It rolls into the outfield. It takes the left fielder <laughs> like ten minutes to run in, and I'm on third base by the time anyone picks up the ball. So it was uh, it was uh, shades of of Kudai Sung, I would say. Oh, <laughs> one of my favorite baseball players. Your favorite baseball player, one season with the New York Mets. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So because of that, 
I played two baseball games, which lasted very long. I was very sore this morning, so oh. I thought about going to work, and I was like, no. So You called in sick because you had sore hammies? No, I had sore hammies, I had sore armies, and <laughs> a thing I had scheduled today is, like, move all of these computers far away. Okay. So I was like, no, I'm very sick, I'm going back to bed. <laughs> so I slept, I ate some Captain Crunch, and now I'm here, and that's been my whole day. Wow, that's... That's weird. We I had to be at school before noon today, so I think we switched places. For the first time. Well, I feel like I, Jamie Lee Curtis right now. Well, I woke up, I wake up for work at 7. So I Gross. went back to bed and I woke up at 11. And I'm like, wow, it's so late. <laughs> I, had to, I had to be at school at 11 and I had I wanted to fucking die. <laughs> Is it but, like, to, to, to like teach children? No, it was uh, a preliminary. You were you were going to teach children in T minus two weeks conversation. Uh, but I will say that um, on the on the way, I stopped at an intersection and I found uh, a very large boy, a Snorlax, blocking the intersection. Were you playing Pokemon Go as you were driving? Look, I gotta hatch some eggs. Okay, I see. So you were driving down the highway at ten miles per hour. Yeah, to hatch your eggs. <laughs> I was I was getting onto the highway. You've 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 driven around my area. Mm-hmm. I was on I was on MLK and I was turning onto the interstate and I was waiting for the light to turn green and it just wouldn't turn green and that's because there was an invisible Snorlax that whose name is Bellwas after um, everybody's favorite Game of Thrones character Strong Bellwas who exists. You know I feel like this is linked because I've been I've been playing Pokemon Fire Red the past couple of days and I just got the uh, the Poke Flute. Oh nice! So I my reality like intertwined with yours and I summoned I woke the Snorlax. Yes. On the intersection. I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. Yeah. Mr. Fuji was so cool. Hope he's okay. He's, he's good. I just saw him yesterday. He's good. He's fine. Okay, because he was Pokey. really old 20 years ago. I saved him from the Pokey Tower. He's like, oh, these ghosts are getting me. Yeah. And I was like, it's just Cubone's dead mom, you idiot. Yeah, I wish he wouldn't live so close to the death house. <laughs> the guy who's like, it's Pokemon very... are fantastic and it's great. Probably, it's probably why his grandkids never visit him. Oofa doofa. Sorry, Mr. Fuji. Uh... Season 5, episode 3, Hi Sparrow, what'd you think of it? It wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say it wasn't, but that's not true, it was, it existed. Uh, there was so much bad stuff in this one. This is, season 5, like, it's really, I just, I keep forgetting how individually bad everything is, and I'm like, oh shit, it's the episode where the Hi Sparrow shows up, but I bet the rest of it is good. I feel like every episode, I'm like, this is the turning point, this is when it became really bad. But it can't be that every week. Yeah. Man, it's just not... It's not good. And just, like, the seeds of every... Like, we get the seeds of Arya's Robocop fight in this episode. And it's bad. We'll get around... Oh, my God. Okay, let's let's start. Alright. Because Arya... The the episode starts with, in the House of Black and White, there's, like, a close-up of the burning heart of R'hllor, and evil Stannis music is playing. Mm Mm-hmm. So even when he's not there... All these shots that don't matter of all of these gods that don't matter in the show, except then it shows it to, like... And it's, like... It has, like, a fucking glow stick in it. All the other ones are dark, but it has, like, a giant evil red glow stick in it. I swear it wasn't even just a burning heart. It was, like, Stannis' adopted sigil with the the stag in it and the horns. (laughs) It was a heart with the face of Stannis Baratheon. I know it to be true. I know it to be true. Um, Um, Also, Field Guy was there. the, The tree man. He was? I didn't notice that. Yeah, Tree Man was there, uh, Flaming Heart, the whole gang. Um, and then Arya's just, like, looking around, and there's... She this, sweep. There's she, she sweep, and then there's this guy on the floor who's accused of Drinko's own death water. 
<laughs> he died at own sip. <laughs> and Arya's like, "What? what is this? What does it mean? The guy who just drank the water and died. You know what yeah. it is, buddy. It was, and we get our first glimpse of the waif, mm-hmm. who just walks past Arya, and I swear it's like she, like, I don't, nobody walks in the way that she walks. She literally walks like she's doing an improv scene with, on a robot planet. Like, it's just the most ridiculous, like, uh, I am walking completely, like, she, like she's hatching eggs in Pokemon Go, the topical game for children. The, the two things I'm looking out most for is, one, if there's ever actually a reason why she hates Arya, or if she just does. There's almost an implication in this episode. I think that's the and, best thing. And two is if they ever actually call her the waif. I super don't think they because do. Because I don't think they do. Yeah. But everyone just calls her the waif because that's what she is in the books. Yeah, vaguely. You know, the bad books. So, um, Arya's like, I want to serve. And then Jacken says, first you must get served. And then Run DMC's Tricky starts playing. And then that was my one joke it's, for this episode. It's tricky to kill a guy to kill a guy. <laughs> that's right. Oh, it's tricky. And at some point, uh, Arya says, like, they're talking about death gods, like the stranger. Uh-huh. And then she says, the god of the wayward face. <laughs> like, that doesn't exist. Yeah, carry and, on my wayward face. is my favorite she, Kansas song. And she also says, the drowned god. Like, that's not a god of death. Nope. It's just a god. In the books, it's like, oh, in E.T., it's called this. In Kohor, it's the black goat in this place. But they're just making shit up and saying it. The black goat sucks. It really does. I forget about the black goat every time. Isn't it like the lion of E.T. or something? And you're like, that sounds very cool. Yeah. But then the black goat of Kohor, and that's like very close to, um... What was it? The Brave Companions guy? Vargo Hote? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's... Yeah, Vargo like Hote and the black goat. So, um, Ar- Jacken says that Arya already knows the name of the one true god and n- knows his gift. And that's exactly what Sirio says, so, like, l- come on. Come on. Come on. One thing I just hate so much about this is I-, I can't even think of a proper way to describe it other than, like, forced mystery. <laughs> that's but- the whole show. Because it- she's like, oh, what's this? Tell me. And then people just, like, walk by her and close the door. That's the whole fucking arc! Like, it's not mysterious, like, ooh, I wonder what this is. It's just people being assholes the whole time. Yeah, (laughs) why why are we watching this guy? Mm, Not yet. Like, because we're watching him so we can, like, take his face. Even that, like, if you said that, that would be more mysterious than saying nothing. Yeah, like, why? Yeah, yeah, you could you could tell a story in that way. But in this scene, some interns that we never see again carry off the guy's body, and that's it. Yep, and then it ends. Where do we go after that? King's we Landing? go to King's Landing. Everyone's, like, Misa-ing at Queen Marjorie, mm-hmm. but Cersei isn't getting any attention. Oh, well, um, she don't like it. Yeah, and they're, uh, Marge and Tommen are getting married, and it's this episode. You were right. Yep. Um, and Cersei is, like, rightfully upset, clearly, but she's being polite. Um, and then they get married. And then we have a hard, hard cut. To, like, sex noises. To Tom and heaving uh-huh. the child king. The child How old? Like, in the books, he's, like, eight, right? Yeah. In so, the bo- yeah. so that means in the show, he's, like, 13 or 14, probably? Yeah. I think the actor was 16 or something like that. So Marjorie has to be at least 18. 
Yeah, and in the show, she's 45. <laughs> in the books, I think she's only 16, but also in the books, they don't fuck. Yeah, they super don't. A, uh, an entire conspiracy plotline is, has Marjorie fucked? <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole book, yeah. It's the whole book of Cersei trying to prove it. L- listen to me, High Sparrow. She fucked. Yes. And I, I tore, we're going to torture I, this guy to say that she fucked. I, I, re- I, re- I finished A Feast for Crows the other day, and it's very good. You should read it if you haven't. Oh, it's very good. Just a recommendation. And I love the part where Cersei goes to the, like, uh, Marjorie's imprisoned, and Cersei goes there. She's like, oh, poor Marjorie. She's in big trouble. And then she's like, well, I'm going to leave now and go back to the yeah. castle. And then the High Sparrow just says, no. And Cersei just tries to fucking book it out of the set. Yeah. It's so good. And then Marjorie slips her a little slip of paper and she opens it and it's a little rose that's like flicking her off. Yeah. It's dick butt. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're in bed and, and Tom and, and says... The thing about this scene is that it's very funny. Yeah, it's very funny. Like, uh, it's, it's like a great... A rape, like a rape of a child is very funny. That's the whole thing and they're playing it... I don't... The, the the joke is that this child likes is bad fuck. at sex. It's bad at sex, and he likes to fuck. And like, and it's written explicitly as Marjorie manipulating him. Yeah, like it's like it's like sometimes you have to like kind of squint to see that Cersei's in the right, but like legitimately, like she is an adult and she's talking to him like a child, and it's very bad. And there's so there's so many like. He's like, wow, I want to do that all the time forever. And Marjorie's like, yes, you are the king. Of like, course. yeah, it's super good. But I'm then doing they're this just talking about fucking forever. And then Tommen gets yep. up and he goes, do you like to sail? Like, And then he's like, this is all because my brother died. Yeah. No, what I think first is like, oh, you're only doing fucky with me because my brother died. And he's like, <laughs> she's like, you don't have to feel bad about that. It wasn't your fault. And he's like, yeah, I don't feel bad. That's the weird thing, which is, like, kind of a, a, a like, feeling, like an emotion and character development. Do you hear about boats, though? And then he just says, do you like to sail? Like, And then she goes, I love to sail because she's manipulating him. Yeah, she can't. he can't be 14 and 8 at the same time. Yep. Which also, another complaint I had is that in this episode, Marjorie is walking around with, like, her ladies. Yeah, her, you know? she summons her handmaidens out of the ether for one scene. Which is a thing that happens in the books. They're always around with her because she's, like, 16. And yeah, because like, the lives of highborn women actually matter in the books. Yeah, but, like, no one else ever does this. Yep. I don't know. So, like, okay, so, like, so Marge is, like, walking around naked and being gross and horrible and evil. And Tommen's, like... Uh, I don't know if Cersei likes it in King's Landing, and then Marjorie implies that he won't be a real man as long as Cersei's still around. Yes. The good guy. Because, of course, he won't be. Because the only way to be a good man is to fight. And, like, literally the only, 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 only reason that Marge is a good guy is because Natalie Dormer is hot. Like, that's really it. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> it really is. Like, that's the only way. Because, because like, like it, it plays into that whole notion of, like... Of like, oh, any guy should be happy to have sex anywhere. Yeah, and the the weirdest thing is, Cer- Cersei was also kind of a good guy up until season six, episode ten. Yeah, remember when she, 
Oh my god. Yeah, we can go right into that because then it, it goes to Cersei talking with Tommen and she's like being very nice. She's saying like, like you, she's like obviously hurt and mm-hmm. scared for her, for her child's son. But she's like not even that, not even just like scared for her son that like this woman might be manipulating him and also she's older than him, but also because a fucking prophecy was cast upon her as a child that said this would happen. Yeah, lots of important shit. So and she, can- but she's like you know, you look like you were in love. She seems very happy. And then Tom is like, do you miss being away from me? <laughs> because I would like that very much, Mom. It's a legitimate, like, she's on the verge of tears the entire scene. It's legitimately very sad when you realize that Cersei's not a villain in this in this season at all. Yeah. And she just, she just, she just keeps saying, like, my home is wherever my kids are, my family. Like, and Tom, but she's bad. Yeah. So, so Tommen's like, go home away. Away yeah. to Castro oh, Rock. Um. I don't even remember what I was going to say. It just makes me very, very mad. Um. I think, and then it goes to more of Marjorie. Yeah, it goes to the handmaid And she's like, we had sex four times. They're and making also, giggly fucking jokes about it. And also, but like, out loud. And also, Podrick Payne has a big old dick. Like, <laughs> what? Yes, that's right, my friend from the brothel. Like, this is just so, like, I get, like, in the books, this would have been one line or something. But sure, it's an entire, in the books, this, w- this just would have been like, oh, sorry, uh, Queen Mother, we don't have wine c- because it's early, but we can get some for you if you want. Yeah, because you're old and it's almost your bedtime and it's 2 p.m., Mom. Like, that's the one line that would have been in the book and, like, you get it. But in this, she has to be like, we fucked. Should I call you Grandma or Old Lady You now? will be soon, like Grandma. <laughs> like, we get it. And, like, <laughs> Cer- 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 Cersei visits and she's like, hey, listen, if there's anything you need, just, like, let me know. And then she's like... Even if it's your like, son is exhausted because he's half lion, half stag in bed. Even if it was done maliciously somehow of Cersei being like, "I'm going to say a nice thing to you." Like sure, because in season six, she even like tries to make, do right by Olena and like and get and you know like join their forces to a, to like to like dethrone the High Sparrow and everything. Mm-hmm. So like she's she's not above you know keeping her enemies close and shit. But, like, she literally is, like, just, you know, just remember, uh, as she's being roasted and, like... Yeah. Like, they're, like, pasting a crying Michael Jordan face on her. Yeah, and it's the fucking, and- like, rat battle gif of Marjorie falling back into her <laughs> friends and them carrying her away. So then Cersei's like, all right, just, if there's anything you need... And then she turns around and leaves, and Marjorie goes, hey, which old lady name do you want? Yeah. <laughs> like, Do you want the I- old shitty crone queen? Should I call you crone queen, grandma, mima? The old- Fucking bug from a bug's life. Would that be good? Maman. What? Like what? <laughs> Anything. Just Dusty old bones full of green dust. Yeah. Unwrapped mummy. What do you want to be? <laughs> unwrapped grand mummy. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like Marjorie cannot blow up soon enough. Like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I want to go watch, watch the finale right now because she's the worst. I mean, she does blow up, but we don't see her turn to like spirit dust. Like, yeah, the, she's, the, she's the new Joffrey, honestly, <laughs> this season so far. Speaking of the new Joffrey, everyone's favorite protagonist, Ramsay Bolton, is walking. Yeah. Cersei walks away and all the handmaidens literally start laughing loudly immediately. And we go to the Boltons then. Yeah. And, and what? this scene, like, we see, like, people, we see them, like, put up Bolton banners and stuff. And I was like, this is, like, supposed to be affecting me, but it's really not. But then I saw the ravens being carried away in the cages and I was like, leave them the fuck alone. Holy shit. <laughs> they, they, they don't deserve it. Hung. They don't deserve it. 
Yeah. And Theon's staggering around and checking out the cool new flayed corpses. He doesn't like it. Not at all. And, um, and we get the the scene that shows they hadn't planned season six yet. Oh, I was losing my goddamn mind. <laughs> this All season six, I was like, go back and watch season five. It retcons everything. So it's uh, – Roose Bolton. Roose Bolton is so good. It's fucking great, Eddie. He's, he's like – He's a good villain. He's re- – uh, he's but like he's not fucking – you think I'm a man with a plan, Ledger Joker, and like – so they can't. They wanted him dead as soon as possible. Clearly, yeah. because but the, so because fucking like in because command. You, you know what? Oh, ding 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 ding! I just noticed all the characters they kill off are the ones who like think ahead and like plot and scheme. Yeah, and don't just do wild shit out of nowhere to make it look cool on TV. Yeah, God, yeah. it, it would have been so cool to like see more of Roos because like we're fucking introduced to him in Heron Hall when he's still like a Stark Bannerman. Mm-hmm. We see him. We hear like Arya walks in on him getting a fucking leech bath. <laughs> and he's like, it's the only way to bathe for Boltons. So he's talking to Ramsay and he's like, stop fucking eating your food <laughs> and look at your papa when he talks. He's like, listen, terror alone won't hold the North. And if everybody like, rises up against us, we're fucked. Ramsey's like, um, well, I flayed a guy and his wife and made his son watch, and now he likes us. Yeah, I went and killed the Kerwins because they to collect some taxes. So, um, what Bolt, what Ruth Bolton says is the best way to unite the North is mm-hmm. with marriage. Otherwise, none of them will be on our side, and we'll have no army, and we can't defend the North. There are not 5,000 Bolton men in the crypts of Winterfell right now that'll show up at the end of the season. So don't ask. Speci- the words, the specific words, not enough men to defend are said. Mm-hmm. But, Man, uh, but you always gotta have the underdog. He's, he's, he's the villain! Yeah, but they need to make John the underdog, so they're like... And then in fucking season six, Sir, the house Serwin doesn't even fight for them. Yeah. Because like that was that was the house where like Sansa was like, "Hey, we could go fucking talk to the Serwins for a second. And John's like, "It's cold. We have to go." Um. So they're. I did, I did like. So then Littlefinger and Sansa arrive, and they're we get a hard over, cut. They're looking like, over I found Winterfell. a girl for you to marry. And Sansa's like, "What? What are we doing here?" Like, I find it a bit odd to believe that you wouldn't recognize they were getting to Winterfell until yeah, that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And Littlefinger's like, you are the one who are being married, Sansa Stark. And she's like, no. And then he's like, yes, <laughs> it's Ramsay Bolton. And she's like, fucking no! Like, yeah, what's wrong like, with you? Hey, you're selling me off like cattle. I'm never gonna trust you again she's, over my she, family. She, le- like, legitimately and with good reason starts freaking out about this. She's like, no way! Like, this is not gonna happen. And then but Peter's like, listen, listen, listen. I need you there instead of the safety of the veil because you're a Stark. He's like, listen, listen to this. How about yes? Listen, let's just check he's this like, out. Like, you, you can you can say no, but yeah, we'll we'll turn yes? around. We'll turn around right now. I don't give a fuck what you do, but listen. What does Peter want out of this? Chaos. It, like, that's such bullshit that they wrote that into the show, because they can literally... It's just like in fucking Dark Knight Rises, and we are like, how did Batman get all the way across the... Because he's Batman is the only answer. Like, when you just write a character like that, you can just... It's um, chaos. You just wanted... I spent, like... We had to pause this episode, like, 15 times, because I was just yelling to Kim about everything that happens <laughs> in A Feast for Crows that isn't here. <laughs> and basically, like, 
it would have made more sense even in this plot line if Sansa stayed at the Vale, because then I would say a lot more sense because then there would be a super real reason why the Vale army would help. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't need to be raped for her to want to save Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's what it comes down to. That's the whole. They they always talk about oh, we really we really wanted to adapt the Jane Poole plot and the Winterfell plot was like really complex. I'll, All I'll, they adapted was the rape. I'll get back to that in a second. Another thing I was sure. yelling about, but also it would have been more of a shock if wow, John's losing and here's Sansa to save the day. Yeah, sure would be real fucking neato. And also the thing with the Jane Poole is like the thing they said is like oh it had to happen to Sansa because it has, it's a char- character the audience is invested in or whatever ah. like, the, the thing about the books is no one gave a fuck about Jane Poole That's... until this happened yeah Theon was the first person to give a fuck about and, Jane Poole and you know how because, because it was a character we didn't care about and the author made us care about her yeah you know you know like a, you know like, like a, your fucking like an job. artist yeah <laughs> like come on that's bullshit like, they've never adapted Sansa well. Don't act like you fucking like this character at all. You just had a woman who you didn't have anything to do with. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's just, like, I don't, it's so weird because... Because writing actual political intrigue is too hard for them if they can't just leech like, off the books. This show is so, it's always people say, like, well, it can't be exactly like the books, blah, blah, there are a thousand pages, like, but it's still an adaptation like, can you yeah, imagine? Kill the thing. Can you imagine if, like, in the Harry Potter movies, in the fifth movie, he's just like, "I'm gonna kill you, Sirius Black." <laughs> like, you'd be like, "No, that's not what happens." And then they'd be like, "Well, we wanted to show Harry's dark side by making him kill his uncle." Like, no, yeah. it's it's a thing we that happened. Moral, morally ambiguous, ambiguous decisions are something we really pride ourselves on. Except when it's Tyrion, because then he's always good. Yeah. Fuck the show. Man, how good was that last Brienne chapter, though? Oh my god, that would have you said you told me that would have been perfect for an episode nine. It's fucking pouring rain. Fucking faces get eaten off. It's amazing. Like nightmares about Jamie and the Hound, and like, uh, there's a zombie lady. There's a zombie lady, and then she's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, that means you're gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> and she, the guy's like, remember, hold, hold your neck, and she goes, ah, oh, much better. Yeah. Um, okay, so Peter goes, you've spent your whole life running. Stop running. She spent 30 minutes of her life running out of King's Landing. She's been a highborn lady her entire life. What are you saying? Arya's been spending a lot more time running. Yeah. I mean, not to compare, but... (laughs) Show me more than one scene of Sansa running, ever. Even metaphorically. Not in heaven. So... So she's going for revenge. She's going to go nullify the Stark claim to the to the Winterfell for revenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Pod and Brienne are here, and they're going around Moat Caitlin. Don't worry. Oh, did they ever? Did they pass the twins? Oh, I'm, I'm being facetious. I know they didn't fucking pass the twins and being an <laughs> asshole <laughs> by by remembering geography. Yeah, geography is definitely not my strong suit, but I know going around Moat Kalen is absolute bullshit. That's the re- the reason everyone wants it is because you can't go around it. Yeah. Ugh. So Pod goes. Pod's like, "Hey, Brienne, could you stop calling Tyrion the imp? That's kind of like he doesn't really like it." And Brienne doesn't give a fuck about meme gossip. He's not fucking here, Pod. Why would I care what, about the imp's feelings? Anyways, I've been bullied my whole life. Here's a story. Yeah. Um, but- and the th- thing that would make the story like more affecting is if. We kind of, uh, on the course of her adventure, we met 
a few of the people who she's talking about who were, like, mean to her when she was a kid, like Kyle Hunt and that Connington guy. Yeah, that'd be really neat. But that just doesn't happen at all, ever. But all we get is that Renly is a good boy who hates bullying. Yeah. And also, Pod had to tell her that he was gay. Yeah, Renly was very nice to me, and he danced with me and made me feel better, but didn't he, like, didn't he like man sex? With another? I, I know where to put it. Like, I don't get why the Feast for Crows Brienne thing wasn't adapted at all. It fits perfectly into everything that's happening, and you could yeah. have her only in, like, four episodes. I know, we fucking... Yeah, like, I don't need that much nimble dick. Okay, yeah, one episode of nimble dick. <laughs> yeah, nimble dick. It's a funny name. Um, And you could do the hound thing, just had, like, because... Well, it would have been even better because she re- she fought the Hound before. Yeah, you can't even fucking... Uh, the worst part of season five was when everyone was like, well, we have to see where it goes. We don't know that, like... I mean, for all we know, the Winds of Winter could be exactly what Sansa's doing. We just don't know yet. So, like, we don't know. Like, this Brienne arc might be even better. Let's just stay tuned and keep watching. It's the bad. End, the end of A Feast for Crows is Littlefinger going, you're going to marry Harry the heir. Yeah. And not <laughs> Ramsay Bolton. I, yeah. do, I don't even know how you can see read the character Ramsey Bolton and be like this guy is cool and awesome. Literally, like until the like until halfway through a Dance with Dragons, you don't fucking care about Ramsey Bolton. Yeah, everyone's just like the asshole Ramsey Bolton, and that's yeah. it. He's like, oh, he has nasty lips. Yeah. He's a bad kissing boy. <laughs> and then also, I we should point out that okay, so Brienne's being mean to Pod for no reason, and then Pod goes. I'm proud to be your squire because you kicked the hound's ass. And then she immediately apologizes for always being mean. And then, like, just from this one thing of you beat up a guy, she says, we'll practice swords twice a day. I'll teach you how to ride. And Even though he sometimes knows how to ride. Yeah. But not and, all, all times. But the thing is, her being, she's like, I w- I'm not able to knight you is, like, good, in my opinion, though, because dunk. Like a dunk thing? It's, it's, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't necessary. I'm sure they, I'm fucking a million percent sure they've never read Duncan Egg and never Yeah, won. not, definitely not. I'm sure, like, at Comic Con, I'm sure they're like, we'd love to do a Duncan Egg adaptation or a Robert's Rebellion. They don't fucking know what either of those things are. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so she's, they're like, we're gonna go through the fucking murky swamps that nobody's ever traversed to go get Sansa, but also I'm gonna fucking kill Stannis. That's what I care about mostly for this season. Remember how I've always talked about how much I hate Stannis, except I haven't? I hate time. him. She hates him so much. Man, I love in episode nine and like, or at the end of the season and the inside of the episode, Dan Weiss is like, uh, Brianna's finally fulfilled her life's purpose of killing Stannis. <laughs> so she was born to do. Yeah, like, alright, alright, dude, enjoy your Emmys. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's King Slaying. <laughs> Solid. Good. Um, and then we go to the wall where John is in a room and Ollie has to be there so we can see him react to things. Yeah, and Stannis goes, I'd like to speak alone, John, and Davos and Ollie don't get the hint at all. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, hey, remember when I told you about making you Lord of Winterfell? <laughs> remember when I asked you to be Lord of Winterfell and you just walked out of the room and have been ignoring me for three days? What I- do you think? I just really liked when John said free folk and the camera cuts to Ollie looking mad. It cut to Ollie so many times. There's at least eight reaction <laughs> shots of Ollie in this episode, and he's making the same face in every yeah, one. Yeah, it was basically a strobe light of just cuts to Ollie. So Stannis overtly gives John a chance to, like, he's like, 
I'm giving you the chance to avenge your loved ones, which every good guy in this episode is doing, which is interesting. But then he, John says, I can't break my vow. I would never break my vow. Even in season six, when I mad that one time, I won't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would never use a loophole just to get out of my vows and then nobody would care. And, and Stannis goes, you're as honorable as your father. And John goes, think. And he goes, I didn't mean it as praise. Honor is bad. Yeah. Honor's bad. I'm Stannis, and, and, and then, I'm evil. And then he's like, "I'm evil. You don't want me here. Why? Yeah, you tired tired of me and my hungry men." And then nothing happens. And then they walk out. And then Davos says, "Like, hey, kid, do you remember the Night's Watch oath?" Because he turns it's like, his chair around. He's like, "Hey, kid." He's like, "Hey, say the oath because it's we need a cool thing to say here." And then he's like, "Night gathers and my no no the end part the end part skip it the shit the nights to come." The, the shield that guards, the sword that guards the realm of Bingo! Remember that, Jon Snow. Also, the Boltons are very bad. I know lots about the North. I'm Davos Seaworth. <laughs> you Goodbye. know me, the pirate from the ocean. How does he know so fucking much about... Remember how the fucking Ironborn couldn't hold Winterfell because they were landlocked? Oh my god. Like, so... I just don't get this Davos is the wizard of the North in every scene that requires it. <laughs> Like, the only thing he should know about the Boltons is that they exist. He knows a lot more about the Boltons than fucking Littlefinger does. That's for sure. Yeah! He's like, the Boltons are very bad. And Littlefinger's like, it will be a fine wedding for you, Lady Stark. Look at those good kissing lips. So, and then, so Davos is like, hey, John, Stannis believes in you. Which citation needed in this show. Um, and Davos goes, he wants to do right by the Seven Kingdoms, believe it or not. And then John like, gets all sassy and shitty as soon as Stannis leaves. Like, when Stannis is around, he's like, yes, my lord, I, I am honorable, just like my father, and I am going to kneel to you. And then he's like, as long as he's fucking ruling him, he wants to do right. Just whatever, idiot, dickhead. Goodbye, he, Davos Seaworth. He makes, he like... He makes a jerk-off motion, but then, like, Davos just thinks that he's flexing his hand like he always does in the books. And he's like... I, um, I'm imagining the, the Arthur meme of the closed fist that is Davos' <laughs> hand, and he has no fingers. Oh, it's smaller. Yeah, it's very funny. So, Davos is like, hey, listen, people are gonna suffer for as long as the Boltons have Winterfell. And, it, and John goes, it's a shame that Stannis wants to do it for the evil reason of having the best claim. Yeah. I sure hope next season somebody will do the same thing, but be a good guy. I, all this would have taken is Renly would have been better at it. And like, yeah, we know, <laughs> we know what you think. Yeah, a shadow with Renly's face shows up and says, "I would have done better." Yeah. Um, back to Arya, where in the last scene, the last scene, the waif ignored her, and now she hates her. No, she Arya's just chilling out in her fucking chimney bed, and then the waif walks in like Abe goddamn Simpson, yeah. just like walks in, doesn't look at anybody, and then just turns around and walks the hell right back out, but yeah. Arya stops her. Yeah, and she's like, who are you? And Arya's like, I don't know what you're saying, and then, and then she, she just starts beating her. the shit out of her for lying. Yeah, and then she calls her the C word, which is what women do. Oh, yeah, and then she reaches for Needle. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Dad walks in and says, what are you women who are catty doing? Arya reaching for Needle is, like, the dad who knows that you changed your thermostat. <laughs> One He's like, whoa, 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 that's a desire, that's a desire. Yeah. So, the wave turns into, like, every shitty eight-year-old older sister and goes, like, we were only playing. Yeah, we. Were, I was doing the, I'm not really touching you with my finger yeah, right that was by like, your eyeball. 
me on the trampoline when like I would accidentally hurt my sister doing the Brock Lesnar F five onto the trampoline. Like yeah, we were just, just it was you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. It's good, it's good. You're just bouncing, it's fun. Pinch nerves go away, it's fine. Um so then Jockin like roasts Arya for having items. Yeah. It's like it's looks like, like somebody has some shit. It's like all of these belong to Arya Stark. You must have nothing to be no one. You must throw them into the ocean so that I can fish them out the next day again for you. Yeah, so for so he she throws all her stuff in the ocean, but she doesn't throw a needle in the ocean. And like Maisie Williams does such a great job of my favorite passage in the whole damn series. Mm-hmm. The the one that's like Winterfell was the walls of needle was the walls of Winterfell, and it was Jon Snow's smile and all this beautiful. It was, sh- it was like the way he used to like mess up her hair and call her little sister. Uh, I have like multiple photo sets in my Arya Stark tag. Of, of that, of that, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, in the behind the episode, when one of the D and D says that she's an, it's an instrument of revenge, mm-hmm. it's very good. Yeah, and then I shit out of my eyeballs. And how die. do you fuck up that bad? Because <laughs> they didn't read a feast for crows. Like that's really it. <laughs> they really didn't. Huh. So then she hides it in some rocks and covers it up super badly. Yeah, like, they, they, her clothes are just floating on the ocean, and her needle is sticking out of the rock like the sword Excalibur, and no yeah. one ever finds it. But, yeah, don't, I mean, these rocks by the shore will never move or erode in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she's back, and she's doing sweep, and the interns take another body back, but this time they leave the door open. So, oh. Jockin sees Arya looking... And then she realizes she's she's passed the test of still having desires and takes her down there. Mm. In the last episode, you can never know what's behind the door. This Hold one, the door. This but, one she can. but now it's episode it's the next episode, so she's passed the assassin test. Yeah. And she she goes into the corpse room. And the waif is standing there next to the body, posted up like fucking Robocop. Mm-hmm. Just, like, looking as wide as possible with her shoulders. And then they're... So then Jacken leaves, and she's like, wash, vos. And then... She doesn't even say that. She's just washing it, and Ari's like, why do we wash them? And she just says nothing. Yeah, they take all the clothes off of the guy, but they keep his dicky covered, uh-huh. by the way. Um, so yeah, Ari, Ari's like, what do we do after we wash them? And then the waif gets even madder at that, but still doesn't say anything. Yeah. Very good. It's very good. What do we um, do after we eat them? So Peter and Sansa make it to Winterfell. And Theon is... Theon's... Goes, <laughs> yeah, that's it. And yeah, then John shows like, up. Theon's like, Theon's like scrubbing the sidewalk. <laughs> but it's, yeah. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. He's doing nothing for three different scenes. He's doing <laughs> three different forms of nothing. He's just like being a dirty boy. The, he like scrub- He's scrubbing the sidewalk. He's like tying his... Sh- pretending to tie his shoes. Yeah, he invents shoelaces. And, like, looking for cool rocks on the floor. Yeah. So, Roos meets with Sansa and, like, greets her his version of warmly. And Sansa remembers her courtesies and, like, and you know, curtsies and greets him warmly as well in turn because she's a master manipulator and a true player in the Game of Thrones and everything. And at this point, I was still like, okay, this might be an alright, you know, an alright arc. Mm-hmm. See, then she's led up to a room where an old lady says, The North remembers. And that's the whole Grand Northern conspiracy. You know, that because, famous Northern saying. Yeah, if you ask Brian Cogman, it's just something they say. It's like how it. It's like how the Lannisters say a Lannister always pays his debts. Yeah, it's it's like when you. 
it's like when you study abroad in Paris for six months and then you come back and you say bonjour. It's just a thing. Mm-hmm. Crepes. Uh, I was yelling for an hour about this too. That how in the next season the one um, specific person that Liana Mormont berates is Wyman Manderley. Yeah, for being and like the thing. Bullshit. Like, the thing is, the only reason they did that was to make people who read the books mad. Yeah, why? Because because otherwise, if you haven't read the books, you know who you don't know who he is. So why would it matter? But if you have, then you know who he is and what he did. Yeah. Like, why like, didn't they just make up a guy for that one? Like, if they had just started up the show again, like the guy who got his tummy eaten out at Heron Hall, it would just be like, like the tickler would be like, "What's your name? Where's the gold?" And he would be like, "I'm Strong Bellwas." Yeah. I don't know where it is, just for no reason, because fuck you. Yeah. And also, hey, if you didn't get enough of that random lady jealousy over in Bravos, don't worry because Miranda is here and she came to she came to watch her boyfriend get engaged for some reason. Oh, I forgot about that. So she could look mad. I forgot about that. But she's not a character <laughs> in the books. Weird yeah. how uh, all the characters in in the show who aren't in the books, all they do is react and then like die. Yeah, Ollie and Miranda literally have the same goddamn arc. <laughs> Just stare for eight episodes and then die. Wildlands married me boyfriend. <laughs> Potatoes. Um, so, okay, so then they're in the Great Hall at the wall, and the Great Wall Hall, and... No less than three Ollie reaction shots during this scene. Mm-hmm. Just so John goes, hey, Sam, you're a steward. Where the hell is Maester Eamon? And Sam goes, don't worry about it. I left the 102-year-old blind man alone without his dinner in the coldest part of the world because he wasn't feeling good. Yeah. And John's like, very good. Like, Next good move, Sam! So then, Sam, then John goes, check this shit out. Hey, guys, it's time to dig a new latrine pit. And everyone starts b- busting a gut over the idea of poop. <laughs> and he's like, the guy who's going to do it is a ginger. Yeah, a d- <laughs> the latrine will go to Brian. You know Brian from the fantasy series, A Song of Ice and Fire? But you know, it's like B-R-Y-Y-N. Mm-hmm. It's how yeah, it, it, it's, it's how Roy Dotrice says Brienne. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, and you know it was like, hey, 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 Dan, remember that sweet South Park bit about gingers? Check out this sweet reference. Because they would use those same words here. So people literally applaud his ginger joke. Yeah. Like, like as it's dying down, you hear. <laughs> so Alistair gets named first ranger, and then Janos gets, like, the butt town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greyguard, I think. And then we get almost a scene from the books. Almost. Very which they close. change again for no reason. So in the books, isn't it, like, John, like, John doesn't really want to kill him, but he's like, this is what my father Ned Stark would do, and I want to be like him. Yeah. But in this, he's like, I need to be a strong man. Yep. And, uh, instead of the iconic Ed Fetch Me a Block line, uh, we get they, deci- they decided for John to just not have his sword for the first time in the mm-hmm. series. Uh-huh. And, and it's, it's Ollie Fetch Me My, what is it? Fetch Me Ollie, My Sword? bring me my sword. Yeah. Why? And for, so... For your sister. <laughs> Yeah, so anyways, he's going to kill Janice Slint because he called him a bastard or whatever for this scene. Um, and, like, I know that it's not cinematic, but every time I see, like, a guy getting carried against his will to his death, like, like Janice is like, I, I'm not going to go. I No, I'll have your heads for this and, like, all this shit as he's being like, like 
two scrawny ice boys are trying to walk him down several flights of stairs, like, like I would go dead weight immediately. You know, it's it's like in wrestling when they like grab someone's head and like lead them back towards the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, but for real. But this is the most realistic fantasy series. Yeah. But yeah, he should have gone dead weight um, immediately. And then, so everybody goes outside, but then John is still inside. He takes a dramatic big boy sip of wine and then walks outside. And also Davos is, is I mean, uh, Stannis is standing there in like the darkest part. He walks out from his evil chambers to he see what all to, the good music is about. Yeah, in the darkest like night area. And he like nods when John kills him because he, does, he thinks it's good. Which, oh, he fucking nailed it. It was the tiniest nod and it was like, like fuck, I wish, I wish that I could see... Stephen Delane do the rest of Stannis because that scene was super good. Yeah, it was like it was just like I don't know how to talk to people, but that was still pretty cool. And but the thing is, you know, they weren't like, well, he approves of this because John is doing his duty as as the Lord. It's like what he must do. It's not what he wants to do. But they're like, Stannis loves to kill. Yeah, Stannis, I would have burned him, John. Yeah, I would have burned him forever, and you fucked it up for me, you yeah. idiot. You should have more ambition, like me. Yeah. Uh, Ugh. Sansa's so ambitious when she goes after her own claim. So he cuts him head off. Yeah, uh, chop at own neck. And um, so then the High Septon is getting fucky. Oh my! It's the Seven, but it's with sex instead. This is like who thought this was smart? No, it's good. It's like the books. It's like the least. Cl- like I heard. Um, I haven't seen the bad movie Suicide Squad. Right, but like. I heard that it was trying so hard to be, like, the good movie Guardians of the Galaxy, but where, as Guardians of the Galaxy, there would be, like, an introduction scene, and it would be like, ooga chaka, ooga, you know, like, funny. Right. There's a, a part where Harley Quinn hits a guy with the baseball bat, and the song that's playing says, swing, bat, or swing. That's fucking, that's so good. So that's, like, exactly what the scene was. Right. But visually. Like, and, ooh, he's the High Septon, and he wants to fucky the prostitutas that look uh, like the gods. Hey, David, how could we show that, re- that like, relig- the religious leader is, like, a little bit corrupt in King's Landing? Why don't we have him fuck effigies of all of the gods? And he wants to fuck the maiden, which is, like, I'm not, like, a crazy wild sex man, but, like, come on, spice it up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then face a fucking stranger, which is, like, a girl with a front ponytail, so you yeah. can't see her face. I don't know, was this supposed to be funny? Because then he's like, the maiden and the stranger. And then the other guy's like, you know, that will cost you extra. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. Like, what yeah. is the tone of this? And fucking Olivar is the father, and he has just, like, the shittiest party city. Like, you can see the the strap of his fake beard going around the top of his head. I was looking, I was like, which one of these guys is a smith? But, like, I, <laughs> I didn't want to watch any more of it. Yeah. And then fucking these dudes just kick down the door. They're like, no fucking here, idiot. Get outside. Yeah, this is this is my fucknasium now. Yeah. This is God's fucknasium. And then we see his butt and his penis and his balls as he walks through some alleys. Mm-hmm. And uh, they all chant they all chant sinner, sinner, and then one person shout, shouts shame on you and they go, "Hey, that actually sounds way better. We should start shame. chanting that instead." Shame. Shame. I like shame. the feel, I like the mouth feel on that. The mouth feel of shame. Mm. Mm. Tastes good. So then like also th- there's just like a lot of confusing cuts in this season because then it goes to a cut to the High Septon later fully clothed at the High Council meeting, mm-hmm. and they're like, like "Hey, oh, I didn't like that." Like, "Hey, what was up with that?" And he was like, "I was evangelizing to the 
to the, the ladies of the evening. As I want to do. And then Cersei fucking throws him in jail. What the fuck? She throws him in jail and goes to see the High Sparrow. Yeah, and first of all, the High Septon is just an absolute exposition machine in this entire scene. It's like, these religious fanatics that call themselves Sparrows, and this so-called High Sparrow who leads this populist religious movement in the vacuum that's been left by Tywin's death. Yeah, in the books, it's like, everyone who's going anywhere, like, comes across these guys Yeah, I'm pretty on the sure way. Brienne runs into the actual High Sparrow, doesn't he? Yeah. Doesn't she? Brienne or it's Brienne or Jamie. I think it's Brienne. Mm. But like they both meet people of this movement. And, yeah, and then bringing... Jamie meets Jamie meets Lancel at his castle. He's like, I'm going to be part of this. So like yeah. when they're at King's Landing, you're like, ah, yes, this thing I remember. Yeah, and they're bringing like the bones of like their septons and like the ruins of their septs to go yeah. show Tom and like beg for protection. Yeah, because. This is, it's all about, hey, hi, hey, the small folk have been ravaged, not like religion is bad and homophobia is religion, is, sex is the only forever. bad. It, it's, it, we're progressive because we have an anti homophobia thing, except all of our characters are super homophobic. It's bad, is the thing. Yeah, so Cersei goes to the poorhouse to visit and everybody's eating some water. Um, and then she's like, hey, ugly poor man, where's the ugliest poorest man? And it's, it's and, him. And then he goes, she, she, he's like, right there, Gov, he ain't got no shoes. <laughs> like, okay, that's how we know he's the leader. That's how we know that he's Howland Reed if you read the books. Yeah. <laughs> but then he, yeah, he starts making fun of his own name. He's like, Sparrow, that's a shitty name. Like, hi, hippo, am I right? Yeah, because look at how fat I am. Sure, he's like, what the water. fuck is a hippo? <laughs> He's like, I've ever seen a hippo swim underwater. It's very it's graceful. It's amazing. Very good. You just go in a circle all day and it's captivating. So yeah, she's like, hey, listen. Remember when we just spent like 25 minutes watching a hippo swim in real life? I think about it every day. They're so good. <laughs> They're super... Ah, oh, God, I love that hippo. <laughs> like, I, I drive past, like, the Cobra's Curse new ride banner that we didn't actually ride, like, every day, and I'm like... I don't regret it at all. We yeah. saw it for like a half hour. <laughs> it was very nice. So she goes to visit the high, the high sparrow and he's like, oh, well, I fucking hope you're not here to execute me for just like ruining your religion publicly in front of everybody. And he's, she's like, actually, I threw him into the dungeons for no reason. And also the crown and the faith are the two f- pillars again for no reason. I'm so looking forward to like the reasoning of why she arms the faith militant in the show. Spoiler alert, there isn't one. Because in the books, it's like, oh, we'll forgive your billion dragon debt if you arm us again. Here she's just like, wouldn't it be funny if, like, I just, like, gave you all of this power? Yeah. Like, she's not even, like, even if she was, like, religious and, like, didn't like what the High Septon was doing, that would make a lot more sense of, like, cleaning out the evil people. But, But no, she's just evil and she wants to, like... It's not dramatic irony if she just does it for no reason like, and fucks her over That's later. a thing they also changed for no reason, too. Like, just say, like, you owe us lots of money, and then she says, okay. Like, yeah, they used to, like, fucking Tywin and Littlefinger used to talk about how the crown was in debt and shit. It doesn't matter now. You can just blow up a sept and everyone makes you queen. Remember Tycho Nestoris? Who? He was the bank man. <laughs> he was good. Abrazos? What's that? You remember when, Mar- when Marin Trank got murdered? Who? I also liked in this in this episode when she arrives to the poorhouse, she like gets off of her queen cart and Marin Trant's like, "Don't do it, my lady," and she's like, "Don't worry, Sir Marin Trant." Yeah, like, this whole season is just 
this is the Kingsguard men. So Kyburn's murdering a rat as Cersei walks in to like his murder house. And she says, send this letter to Littlefinger in the Vale or wherever he is. Yeah. And like, he gets it in the next scene. Mm-hmm. And then Gregor has a nightmare and he squirms for a second. But yeah, then... So we we, we go back to Winterfell and Sansa walks past Theon who's just doing his poop chores. Mm-hmm. Like, is it, we, and then it zooms out to Roost, uh, to Ramsay talking to Littlefinger, and we see that Theon is just digging a hole in the middle of the courtyard where people are walking. Yeah. What are He's, you doing? Uh, I just, six, uh, six feet deep, six feet wide every day. And then Littlefinger's talking to Ramsay, and he's like, oh, he's like, please be nice to her. And he's like, yes, I will be very nice and a good husband, and I will love her and cherish her and never beat her or do anything bad. Mm-hmm. Goodbye. Ah, it, father. Oh, but it's, he looks in the camera and he's like, but it's Game of Thrones, y'all. You know, it's about to get real fucking evil up and in he here. Sa- and, and he said, you know, like a lie. And then he walked <laughs> away. So Littlefinger says, I've heard very little about the dude who just killed a northern lord and his family by flaying them alive over a tax dispute. Also, I'm marrying her to them. It seems very good. Yeah, but he's fucking, I, I, I was just hearing about the the Yunkish and the Yeetish over the in the Narrow Sea, and I know all about the Dragon Queen, but I don't know about this fucking flay boy. All of this, he calls Tom in a soft boy. He, yeah, he calls him a soft boy. Hey, so soft good. boy. My special, my beautiful blonde haired soft boy. My sweet soft boy. Um, so, yeah, Roos shows up and excuses Ramsay, and since Tyrion never consummated, she's free to marry again. They just ha- they hand wave that completely. You just came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We can finally do the episode. At least in the in the books, they're like, well, Tyrion's probably gonna die, because everyone's hunting him in the world. Yeah. And then it'll be okay, then you can be Sansa again. Yeah, and then Roos is like, hey, listen, there's gonna be consequences when the Lannisters hear that we, that I just, like, wed Sansa to Ramsay, even though in the first scene, he just said that the Lannisters have never and will never march this north. And then Littlefinger says, no, they won't, it's Game of Thrones. And then the scene ends. <laughs> yeah, Cer- Roose says, Cersei's pa- Cersei will be enraged, but, but don't worry, cause her power wanes every day for this scene. But and- she finds out and nothing happens, does she even find out? Fucking, I don't know. Like, no, I feel like Sansa marrying is never even mentioned in. Kingdom I know, Army. I know that Littlefinger goes to meet with Cersei, and he, and he, she's, she's like, "What's the deal with Sansa?" And he's like, "Don't worry about it." And then that's it. Yeah. Um, man, it's so much better in the books when Littlefinger's like a, a trustworthy dude, and that's how he's so successful. Yeah, like I know people, we talk about people, it every like, episode. The re- like the reason he gets away with shit is because people trust him because he's so unassuming. And not because he's fucking twirling his mustache and talking with that voice all the time. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we need to get to the next scene right now because I was losing my mind when I saw this. Tyrion and um, Varys are well. They're, first, they're in their like little bus, right? The, Tyrion keeps calling this cart a wheelhouse, and it destroyed me. So yeah, I gotta get out of this wheelie car. And he's like, I need to look at someone's face who is involved. I gotta get my nut. We gotta stop right here. <laughs> so they stop and they're in, like, Volantis or some shit. Yeah. But there's, they're walking through the city and you mm-hmm. can tell it's a foreign city because it's bustling. But if you look there at one point, there's just a fucking old man holding a snake. 
like he's not selling it. He's not like a sideshow act. There's just a guy, an old man with a beard, holding it's, a snake, and he's like, wife. "Huh, huh, huh?" Like wife. that's it. <laughs> and it's I a foreign lost, country. I lost my mind seeing this. We like, have our own snake it. customs. Yeah, look at my crazy snake passport. <laughs> Oh my god. Also, as they're walking past the alley, we see, like, people in chains and tattoos that indicate sex slavery, and then they make it explicit that, yes, these are sex slaves. Please keep this in mind when the heroic good guy Yara shows up later. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go see a red priestess preaching. Um, and Tyrion's like, I want to fuck it. Yeah, and she goes, she's preaching about the stone men, and Tyrion's like, oh yes, the grayscale disease. But, that- like, that, which is dumb, but, like, why... At this point, can he understand High Valyrian? But then next season, he doesn't know how to speak it for That's comedic effect. That's true. God damn it. I hate this show. And it's it's not even like he just picked a few words out because in the, the scene after that, like the Red Priestess looks at him and he's like, we need to go and barely puts his hood up. Yeah. But then they go into, um, he's like, let's go to a brothel. And the bouncer there, he rubs Tyrion's head. And in High Valyrian, he says, it's good luck to rub a dwarf's head. And then Tyrion says, it's to look to suck his cock and then like the camera cuts and they're just inside with no incident but like how did he understand that because he doesn't later mm-hmm. and uh speaking of things not mattering later uh we this red priestess is already advocating for danny being the savior of the world so every red priestess we have seen besides melisandre and the entire goddamn fucking show thinks that daenerys is the prince that was promised so keep that in mind, in season six, when Tyrion and Varys' big gambit is, hey, let's convince this high priestess to start advocating for Daenerys. And this is in, like, Volantis, right? Like, this yeah, isn't even really near... Yeah, they out. Yeah. And also, um, we should, I should point out that that dick joke that Tyrion did was from A Dance with Dragons, so, like, cool that you read enough to just, like, you just skimmed for Tyrion's dick jokes... Mm-hmm. But you're like Jane Poole. Who the fuck? Anyways, let's continue. Yeah, they they loaded up like the uh, the ebook of A Dance with Dragons, and every Tyrion chapter they like Control F searched for dick or cock yeah. or balls or. Then they couldn't find enough. So in a couple episodes, we're gonna meet the cock merchant. Yeah. Um, and then inside the brothel, we get a butt shot of a lady in Danny cosplay. Like the th- the thing is, like they could have have even thrown a boat. Like if you're gonna have like non-essential absolutely no reason nudity why didn't they do the thing with the one titty out yeah like why are you gonna have a butt window and not the one titty out (laughs) yeah like her her pajama flap was open yeah yeah it's a lot like how in tampa when like everybody is always only talking about john cena because he lives here Mm -hmm. and like every burlesque show i go to everybody not go to john cena's house Good fucking question. Come back, man. <laughs> I'm on my way. Everything's over. It's on dog. It's, <laughs> it's, it'll be way, actually, I was going to say it would be way cheaper than Bush Gardens, but the trespassing arrest that we would get would probably be more expensive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we see a lady uh, in sexy Daenerys Party City outfit, and then we see Jorah, like, at the bar making a reek face about it, like a true <laughs> gentle sir. <laughs> As if that's not all he's ever fucking wanted because he's an old asshole creep. So that happens, and then, um... He tips his fajora. He tips his fajora, and then, uh... And then, speaking of... Tyrion goes, like, shut up, Varys, you dickhead idiot. I need to go fuck someone. You don't so, have a head because you so, don't So he walks head. up to a woman who has the tattoo of a sex slave, mm-hmm. and he's like, you're pretty and I'm nice. And she's like, I'll have sex with you for free. 
I'll give you a free bath and I'll buy you a drink. Like, you're a fucking slave. Like, there's no way she would be like, I'll do it for free. Like, she would be destroyed if this yeah, happened. It's so, like, ugh, the implications are so bad. And then Tyrion says no anyway because he's such a good guy. Yeah. Like, she, he approaches. She's cold to him because she said, because she's like, you don't have any money. And then Tyrion goes, I used to be rich. I always pay my debts. I'm a Lannister. I'm Tyrion Lannister, everybody. And then she laughs. And then she sees that she sees him glance at the Daenerys one and goes, Ugh, you like her, just like everyone else. She's the prom queen. I'm in a marching band. She's she wears t-shirts. I wear sneakers. Cheer, cheer captain. I'm on the bleachers. And then Tyrion goes, I'd pick you over any girl here because you have a skeptical mind. Direct quote, tips Fedora. So then she says, would you like free sex and a bath? She says, I'm what you might call a sapiosexual. <laughs> Please, let's go watch the latest Louis C.K. record. <laughs> let's go watch it. So she says, hey, or he, he says that he doesn't want to do the sex anymore. And then she says, hey, go have another drink, even though I just said that you don't have any money. So that means that she was going to go buy him a drink. And she goes, I have to, he has, he has to go pee now. So then he goes out to like the river that sustains this community and just, he, pees go, he, he goes to like the fucking uh, towers in the Erie, like the sky cells it's to like, pee off of. My least favorite part of Venice was like when I was in the gondola and just left and right, I couldn't look left or right without seeing somebody just shitting into the water. Yeah. Just so opening he, their Daenerys butt flap and just <laughs> shitting right into the water. So Tyrion does that. And it's then... like Daenerys 10 in a dance. Yes, it's like the Diarrhea one. I get it. Good joke. I shout from the gondola. And um, then um, Jorah kidnaps him. And like, he's like, I'm taking you to the queen. And this doom music plays like we expect him to be executed by Daenerys. Yeah. There is no peril. <laughs> what is this music about? Like, immediately you knew, oh, great. It's time for like a bro adventure. Yeah, it's a bro adventure, and then oh, good, Tyrion will like will be the brains of the, of Danny's operation. Remember when Tyrion becomes a slave and he just like kills a slave owner, and everyone's cool with it? Yeah, it's super cool. <laughs> and then he's the gift, he's and the that gift. frees him from his contract. <laughs> so then he can retake Winterfell. <laughs> That's the episode. She says, "Hey." He says, hey, aren't you like my slave? And he said, and then Tyrion goes, we're all going to be slaves when the long night comes. And then he goes, yeah, you're right. Let's work together. <laughs> Perfect. Great, ep- great episode. Great fucking episode. A real winner. We have a work of the week. Uh-huh. Work right. of the week. Work, work. Burr, 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 burr. Work of the work week. Of the week. All right. So in I had, the sh- I, sorry, I had to wake myself up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, go back to sleep for a couple more minutes. Um, so these people, these, these, these sparrows, they seem to come out of nowhere. Like in the books, they're like, we know from the books they're a response to like the desecration of their homes though. Uh-huh. So I want us to think about actual sparrow birds. They've always kept an eye on things. Think about it. We we saw them watching as Ned died. We saw them watching as Arya left for Bravos. After all these years, these sparrows still begrudge Arya for killing their killing their own in the streets of King's Landing. Uh-huh. So, but what? So like these these sparrows really aren't liking like you know 
they're always around the Sept, and like having uh, killing the Lord of Winterfell on the Sept of Baylor was like a big shitty move. But what really did it for them was Joffrey's wedding last season. Joffrey brought oh, the kingdom okay. to watch as he filled a cake with sparrows and then slaughtered them and ate the remains. Yes, it happened. So the sparrows couldn't stand by any longer as their their home of King's Landing was no longer safe. It was no longer safe for sparrows. Um, we know that the Sept is full of old bodies. That's where every old dead person goes when they're royal. So what they did is they found an old dead guy in the Sept, maybe like Aegon the Unworthy or something like that, and warged into him. Okay. And this is why everybody – and also like they warged into some other people too, so there was like a movement. Um, and that's why everybody looks like shit and wears ratty clothes to join humankind secretly and begin their revenge. Think about it. What was the high sparrow passing out to eat? Like shitty water? He was he, he passed out water, which birds do drink. But yes. also, the only food stuff he was passing out was bread. Mm. And think about That's why the high sparrow denies that he came up with his own name, because he doesn't want to get found out. I, and this yes. is why... And he doesn't know about, he doesn't wear shoes because he didn't fucking know about shoes. He's a bird. Nobody told him. I mean, he's still Howland Reed, but okay. So yeah, the High Sparrow is a bird. Work of the week. <laughs> work of the week. Uh, questions. If you have questions, you can send us an ask on our Tumblr, postgameofthrones.tumblr.com, or email us at postgot at gmail.com. Also, uh, high, high Sparrow because, like, they fly. Oh, I thought you meant because he's, like, smoke chunky bong ribs. Dude, what if... What if the High Sparrow just spliffed a hot, chunky beef rip? <laughs> it would be very good. Uh, first question this week. We might have we might have gotten to this one before, but I didn't delete let's, it. Let's do it again. Fuck so it. So we're going to do it again. Anonymous asked, a lowland executor is greater than Seal. We talked about this last week and fuck it still. Okay. Uh, Tumblr user Tramampoline, friend of the show, asked... Guys, episode 51 is extremely funny. Like, this is among the hardest I've left. Y'all are on fire. Probably. I get, yeah, I bet it was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I remember just, shit from two episodes ago. Yeah, I, I don't even, like, I've already forgotten how I started this episode. Yeah, I, don't ask me. baseball, I think. Was that off the air? No, we talked about baseball. Softball, softball, yeah. Oh, yeah, with, with, the big, with the big ball. Yeah, the big ball. It's still pretty hard. It is. Watch out for those. It's a bit of a, like, they should have called it something different. Uh, Thanks, Matt. Tumblr user FriendRice asked, Hey, are y'all going to be posting character sheets slash descriptions for the fansat characters? I'm interested for fan art purposes. What's fansat? Is that that the hottest new D&D podcast that's sweeping... Uh, Our friends? That's sweeping our feed? Yes, fantastic fantastic satisfaction. My creation of my mind. Yeah, but I'll probably like I don't I don't want to like get too invested by just listening to the first episode though. So I'd rather wait until like three episodes are up mm-hmm. before I start listening. Good, good time to jump in. Yeah, whenever we get um an actual feed for it set up and like a page or whatever, we can post stuff. I guess like everyone come up with the description of your characters so everyone knows what you look like. Yeah, so. mine's like a sweet luchador. Just like draw like a fucking nice luchador. A nice luchador who looks like he might have been a coastal monk at some point. He's a coastal monk. He wears sandals. It's very good. Um, I'll get to work on that character sheet. Thank you for listening and being invested. Um, 
Also, the, the the bit that I was that I had dropped was that we do have three episodes out. Great time to jump in. Great time to, just to join. Next, we'll, be, we'll get a feed soon. Next episode, ooh, it's gonna be a doozy. Yeah, I was now that like I was listening to like thinking about how the next episode ends. Like, there's so much, particularly with with Ral. There's so much shit that like foreshadows it un, unintentionally. In. In the episode that was, like, just released? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I'm so happy. It's very good. Also, there's there's a character that does Chunky Bong riffs, and you should definitely go listen to that. Yeah. Um, Tumblr user Flying is Fearful of Me asked the question, I listened to your podcast yesterday, but it said it was released today. Did I time travel? Work of the week. Work of the week. Work of the week. That's it. <laughs> uh-huh. Very, questions. These questions were fucking breezes this week. Concise, efficient, to the point. Usually it's like I have to pretty heavily yes and everything, but oof. We just flew right through those. Uh, yeah. If you have a question, send us an, an email, postgot at gmail.com, or an ask on our Tumblr, postgamerthrones.tumblr.com. Listen to Fantastic Satisfaction. I put a lot of work into it, <laughs> so please yeah, listen put to a, it. You put a lot of work into it, and I, I, I try to hold him to doing character voices, so if you like Littlefinger voice... My, my favorite actual favorite thing is uh in the last episode where i was like oh my name is rex and both both you and rhino at the same time go what's your last name <laughs> that's what that's the all i do whenever i do improv is just like fucking with like trying to make somebody else generate information <laughs> it's my favorite joke it's very good and there's no fighting at all in this episode or the next one yeah fighting is forbidden um, also, we are on fear baiting. The episode just went up. Uh, oh. we, me and Eddie talk. Yeah, I went up during the episode. I just got a like Twitter notification. Um, me and Eddie and, uh, Luna and Blair, uh, friends we, of the show. We watched, uh, the cabin in the woods and talked about none of it. I talked about Robin Williams and like Billy Madison a lot because the, um, cause Eric from Billy Madison is one of the guys in cabin in the woods. And that's all I could think about. So yeah, go listen to that. So yeah, we, we review it and it was good. And uh, that's the episode. Good episode. That's the episode. Good episode. Uh, we'll see you. See you next next week when we watch another one of these. Three more. Three more. Oh boy, we're so close. We've done fifty-seven, and we only have three more. You know, a thing I wanted to do is because uh, so many people like listen to our show and don't watch or read it. Maybe we could do an episode that's like, let's explain these characters for real. Yeah, like, like Littlefinger is actually a person and not just a fuck goblin. Yeah. We could do something like like brief overview of the characters and not just like Not just like Sansa know. has a dirt bike. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we look forward to that if we do it. That's how she got to Winterfell so fast. It makes perfect sense. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. With GOT to go. Teens? That's this has been jokes. That's comedy. Anything to add, Apollo? Apollo! Hey! Backstreet Boys! Hey, Apollo! I know you hear me! Whatever. He's an asshole. See you next week. My, my son. <laughs>